Welcome along, it's a Friday afternoon, the 12th of April 2019, and I have uh, a very famous uh, person in our in our Valley Chamber circles, uh, otherwise known as Ro- German Ron, Ron Pennekamp from Brocat Creative. Welcome along to the From the Valley pod- podcast on our special 40th episode. 40th episode, alright, now I feel really special, thank you Tim. Excellent, mate. So, uh, thanks for reaching out and, and uh, wanting to come on the podcast. That's great. I usually have to try to chase up the guest myself, but I got a message from you. We we, we made the time. I thought, yep, that'd be it'd be a great guest to have on. So, uh, a bit about how we sort of do the podcast, Ronya. I'm not sure if you've listened to any uh, any uh, previously or uh, or not, but I have. Um, uh, what we'd like to sort of delve into, I guess, in the early going is sort of found a bit a bit about your background, which might may be interesting. Um, German Ron indicates to me that you're born somewhere in Germany. Correct, yes. So whereabouts in Germany were you born? Uh, born and raised northern Germany, Hanover. That's west um, West Germany. Um, in the days when the internet was born, um, or very young at least. Um, and then, um, yeah, I went to classical German thing, went to school there, went to the military, went to... Um, university in Germany. Um, so, which university did you go to? Hanover, Hanover. Hanover yeah. yeah, we don't we don't travel too far away from the places that we that we live because it's 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 a convenience thing. Um, what sort of population in Hanover? Um, town has about six hundred thousand, with the surrounds is about one million, one point five million. So it's 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 uh, a decent decent place. So um, Volkswagen Commercial comes from there, um, Continental Tires, um, to just name few. Um, so Conti, that's yeah. that's yeah, Conti is sent, um, and they're going worldwide. So there's a few smaller um, and larger German companies that come from there. Um, it's a it's the second biggest state population-wise. Uh, Hanover okay. is the capital, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice place. It's it has the northern northern sea on the top, um, yeah. And uh, what was sort of uh, what did you sort of get into as a youngster? What sort of uh, activities, sports, hobbies? Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, for every German, it's either soccer, and I didn't like soccer because, yeah, soccer was not for me. Um, I liked. I, I used to be um, a fast runner, so for me, it was track and field. Um, so I ventured, as every good boy, into soccer. Realized that nah, that's not a thing. Um, went to track and field and found myself enjoying that more. Um, ended up all the way on the on the states and national teams um running very fast 100 200 long jump these kind of things so very good at um i mean i used to do little athletics as a kid they used to have mm. little athletics uh he used to be mm. one of the better runners in tasmania mm. um down there for my age obviously i think my brother was probably faster and he was a little bit younger but yeah. uh, um so do, you, do you have any brothers or sisters yourself no. No, just me. The world can't handle two of me, so it's it's better just to keep it like that. No, it was it was um it was um my parents never um yeah, I kind of they started late, so one was an option and then you become into the uh, into the you're getting too old for for that kind of that kind of business. Um mm. so it was just me, um, yep. which is fine. Um I never had a problem because we have a large family, so my immediate family is about 120 people. Wow. Uh, lots of cousins, yeah, like uncles and nephews and all these kind of things. So there's a lot there's lots to go on, so family family events are la- usually a bit larger. Mm. Mm. And whereabouts do your parents live now? Are they, are they still around? Yeah, it's all uh, countryside, Hanover. Beautiful, picturesque um, Steinhuder Meer. It's like a lake. That's um, it's very nice. Um, you know, both retired. So that, that is 
what where they spend their time now. Mm. Yeah, so and how often these days would you go back to Germany to visit them or visit friends and stuff from, from the homeland? Yeah, I mean, most of them come out here now because they have realized that Australia is not, you know, a bad place to visit. Um, and a lot of them like to travel around. They do the backpacking thing. Uh, I try to go back every other year, every two years, every three years if I can. Um, you know, parents are not getting younger, so you want to spend some time and keep the connections and see friends there as well. I mean, uni friends is, is the same thing. Uni friends, work friends from, from back um, back home. And um, yeah, every two years is probably, is probably fair. You know, it kind of varies, of course, with, you know, work and how I can get out of the agency. Mm. Yep. So, an athlete growing up as a, as a child, you sort of maintain that into your adult life, or? Uh, I, I need to say yes because you know we're all fit and healthy. Yes, um, yeah. I probably could do more, um, but again, it's always that you know how much time do you spend in the office and how much time do you spend running around the gym. Um, I'm, I'm, again, this year is again fitness focused, so I want to do more, a bit of more um, health, you know, related topics. Not because I have to, but because I want to, and I think that's very important. So it's the amount of time that you sit on your rear end is not really, you know, helping your physique. So you want to, you know, you want to be active. Um, so in the office, for example, we have all standing desks. Um, if you want to sit, yeah, you can. It's a great thing. We haven't actually, we had 40 episodes on the podcast, never mm. discussed standing desks, but that's <laughs> definitely um, something that we've had a couple of people in the office here try them out and they, they certainly have their benefits. Um, but how long have you been with that sort of setup? Oh, since we started. We, okay. we started out with this because, again, working for, for other organizations, you know, they have the, you know, the fancy options, you know, the flip up and down ones um, or the, the really fancy options where the app controls the desk. So the app decides you have to stand up now or you have to sit down. Now we went completely the other <laughs> way around and we went um, or everybody's standing unless you want to sit down and everybody has a chair that they can. So it's, you can alternate yourself, but um, yeah, we don't give, there's no, there's no seating desk in the office at all. That's, that's uh Excellent, very mm. forward thinking, um, but obviously this is, this is where we are in two thousand and nineteen, two thousand and twenty, and that's that's how things should sort of be. You should be mindful, and that's certainly um, you know way, ways to benefit your health. So tell us a bit about your, I guess, your early sort of career in the workplace. Where did where did it all start? What was your first job, Ron? Uh, first job was for a. Um a, a supermarket um, in the warehouse, um, you know, putting things together, which lasted about three weeks. And then they said, oh, look, you know, instead of you putting stuff together, why don't you do a supervisor um, and have a look at that? Um, and then it was just literally just making sure that, you know, orders get put together and, and everything works well. That was uh, until, uh, basically until school ended. Um, then, of course, as every German, you know, you have to go serve in the military. Military service is mandatory. Back in my days, um, a couple of years later, they exit completely, no more, um, because they realized it cost them too much money to train people on, you know, weapon systems, and then they don't use them. Um, but again, that was, um, there was the, um, the um, you know, what you had to do at a time. Um, and then basically from there on straight into into university yep. um, got a bit bored there um, started my own business basically semester two uh, marketing and events um, and this was still in Hanover yeah yeah, yeah still Germany yep. um, and back in the day it was you know when, when university was still teaching you that you know digital is, and, and the internet is not really a thing you know it's just a phase um, yeah that, that was those were the days um, and um, yeah so we did um, 
you know, roommate, we had an idea of, you know, doing a marketing business. He went pulled out because he went into more studies. He did a second degree on top of it. Um, so I continued on the marketing and event space um, at, you know, at the beginning just for, you know, say shits and giggles but um but just for fun okay. um okay thank you um and um and then later it became more and more serious when, when more and more bigger clients seemed to jump on board um because our or the motto was you know nothing's impossible so if you have come from agencies that tell you that no sorry that's not a thing or that you know can't be done mm. those are the things that i'd like to do mm. Mm. so <clears throat> and the rest, I guess. Um, when did you actually make the move to come to Australia? What? What? what how long ago was that? Right? It's about ten years now. So ten years. It's ago. ten years. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the end of the previous decade. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we had Australia as a client uh, in Germany for Expo. Um, so I helped, you know, staffing and a few other bits and pieces um, at Expo 2000 in Hanover. Um, okay. So it's the same thing as 88 was here. Um, we had it in 2000 in my hometown. So that would, um, be, so that would have been an experience, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a typical. German experience at, at the first no one goes because everybody thinks it's a it's a crazy idea and it doesn't really work and at the end no one wanted to leave and I think the Australian Pavilion had like eight hour of wait time so you would kind of like get in line pick a number in the morning see everything else that is happening at the ground and probably at five closer to the end um, you would come and 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 go through a very Australian interior like red tent in spirit inspired um, thing with the you know Olympic flag and all the other fire, torch um and um, yeah, that, that was just literally the um, the thing to do. And we always thought we get just one or two countries. We ended up at sixteen countries that we looked after, um, which is which is cool because you get to see and to experience culture. And um, then when the um, opportunity come came up um, to come here, um, basically it is a matter of do you want to do it or you don't want to do it. You know, yeah. let's give it a crack. And how old were you the first time when you came to Australia? How old were you? Oh, I was, I, I never experienced, I, I had no idea that even Queensland existed or what, what Brisbane was. So, you know, in, you know, yes, you know Australia, that's, that's Australia is a very, um, is a very, you know, popular country in, in Germany um, yep. and vice versa. Yes. Um, and, um, but yeah, Queensland, no idea um, what the other states were. You know, Sydney, you know, Canberra, you know, yeah. Melbourne, these kind of things. Um, everything else was just maybe Perth, um, but only if people visited um, and, and brought you that information. Uh, yeah. Everything else was just, a, it's just a gigantic island. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, you know, coming here was, you know, basically all new territory. Um, so, um, so that was quite, quite, quite exciting, quite exciting. Mm. Yeah, very exciting. And so, <clears throat> was it daunting though at all, but was it just... You at the sort of stage of your life, so I've got a chat. I've got this new challenge. I, I, I love it here. The weather's nice in Brisbane, or something like that. Um, the people here seem really friendly. Yeah, and, and I yeah. want to make my, my life here. Yeah, you know that I don't scare easy, and um, I like a good challenge um, in in everything. Um, so it was, you know, coming here, you know, and again, you know. This could be anywhere in, in, in Europe, you know, the, in the big towns, you don't have you don't have anything that you miss, so to speak. It's a bit different. Um, but again, weather is fantastic. The beaches are, you know, people are very friendly. Um, so you don't really have any kind of um, problem. Plus, if you're living on the north side, um, it's German territory anyway. So apparently Nanda and all the way up the coast was all German communities. Um, so there is a lot of us here. Um, 
so you have a bit of home away from home, so to speak. Um, and it's then literally what you do out of it. You know, if you sit around on yourself, then you get nothing done. If you integrate um, and assimilate the culture, then, um, you know, you, you fit right in. Mm, okay. Um, have you sort of, have you ever been up to, in, just north of Adelaide, the um, wine country? Um, yes, yes, I have, and the, the the German towns there that is, and it, it's traditional. It's yeah. you know, it's it's completely what is the same thing. If you go to the Gabba and you go in the German club, you know, if yeah. it, it reminds me of, you know, of 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 home. You know, it's 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 a it's a place that is you know a bit over decorated, um, but you know what it uh, has in over decoration, it also has an extra love. Um, the people are authentic. The food is great. You know, the beverages are are, are superb. So that is again completely. Could be here, could be over there, um, and again, you are a fan of German culture and and, and and German beer. So and and you recently went, so you understand that you know it is it is the real thing, and that is for me that's the same thing. I'm German, so if someone comes and has a problem um, that needs solving, and I can help, um, and that's what we are. We just get on with it and help. Mm. Yeah, no, <coughs> excellent. The um, the German club, you actually you sort of. You've been involved with that ever since you sort of moved to Brisbane. You've always been pretty, pretty involved in the German club there. Um, not the German club, but the German community. The so the German, German community, cl- yeah, yeah, the German club is a is a recent um, is a recent thing where we um, were asked to help as an agency um, to to tell the story a bit a bit more. Um, yep. Again, a lot of people there. Um, yeah, club doesn't run itself. So course, and, and then yeah. and then you need to find people. That are experts in, in in telling the story. So um, and of course I help. Um, but it's the same thing for I'm I'm helping the consulate in town um, with their events. Um, with you know I mean the biggest event is of course German Week that comes around every year in October, um, and that's a, a thing that Claudia and Michael. Um, from the consulate um, organized so Michael being the consul driving that ship and Claudia making sure that everybody stays on task um, mm. we just make it look pretty but um, we've been involved in that project since it started in 2016 so and again it's it's a matter of people people come and ask the question um, as long as there is some kind of funky funky event um, or funky problem to solve then I'm all for it mm. When you first moved to Brisbane, what uh, what sort of work uh, were you working for yourself from the get go? Did you work for somebody else for a while? No, I I, I sold my business in Germany um, just be- six months before the global financial crisis and decided to retire. Back. Yeah, back back way back, yeah. um, and had a bit of enough. I mean, seventeen or fifteen, seventeen years of marketing at that stage. You know, working um, basically when everybody had the days off, um, doing big events for um, German car makers and, and you know insurance companies and these kind of things. They're not small. Um, plus, if you have you know a, a quite quite large number of staff, that kind of freaks you out all the time. So I was I was ready for. Uh, a bit of a break, um, and then Australia came up, and I actually started working in finance um, for the Queensland government um, for um, a department there, and that lasted for about four years. And then I got got itchy fingers again um, to go back into marketing. Um, for me, that is you know, always a good thing. I mean, I've I've sat on every side of the table, whether it's big business, small business, big agency, small agency. So for me, it didn't matter. Um, but I got then headhunted out of the government to go back into marketing, um, and then hopped around in a few in a few agencies just to have a look how Australia works and ticks. I think you can't start anything on your own if you have not seen what the landscape 
is is made of and and who's who else is playing um but then came to the realization in 2016 that i much rather start again accumulating things um so that was the idea when um brockhart came off of the block and um it was basically an idea of you know how can we combine um you know, good service, um, you know, with a few German attributes and, and launched it into the Brisbane market. Yeah, no. And uh, <clears throat> so Brocat Studio, that's that's the name of the business. Uh, you, your office is based over at Banyo, isn't it? I yeah, think. yeah, we're near the airport. Near the, on the way out to the airport. Um, so, and obviously, ever since you sort of had that business, you, you've sort of been fairly heavily involved with the Valley Chamber of Commerce. You at, at uh, pretty much every meet and mingle, you're you're providing a prize um, to a lucky person to be able to you yeah. know, review their sort of digital processes, and you sort of ha- yeah. have a bit of a meeting with them. You know, obviously, it's like a discovery meeting, I guess. It is. It is. Yeah, um, I've been I've been um, involved at the Valley Chamber oh, long before the own 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 business um, yeah. that started back out. Oh, 2008 so that's the kind of um, so I have a feeling that Terry you know counts me in the inventory if I'm not there someone asks a question why Um, because I go religiously because I feel like if you if you're not going then people will not you know ask the question and for me it's not about selling there it's about you know being a solution and and offering an opinion if you come and say look you know can you have a look at you know this and this what you think you get an opinion I don't charge you for that that's 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 not how I operate it's um but yeah, it's correct. I've been uh, since Brockhart is we're providing a digital health check um, yeah. voucher every um, every event. Um, it, since last year, we're offering two because we've got a lot of questions. You know, oh, why are you only giving away one? I would like one too, and um, so we started giving away two. Um, they're about you know, a thousand bucks each um, for what you said is correct. Uh, it's a discovery. It's having a look at your digital health and 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 your digital channels and and how your you know how everything clicks together uh, and then giving you recommendations. Um, that is not a thing where I go, oh, here's the recommendations and you know here's my here's my bill to to implement them. No, that's for you. The, you can give it to anyone that you have working for yourself in house, out other agency. I don't care. Yep. It, for me, it is a matter of. Um, um, offering a, a, a second look because some people are very happy with their current provider, but you know, are they looking at all the things and are they staying on top of? You know, I mean, again, life gets away and there's more more than one client, so it's it's good to have a second opinion at times. Yeah, definitely have a good to have a second opinion, um, and, I th- and I really think the way you do business, I admire. Um, you know, you actually. Going out there and offering that that type of uh, service to to you know people that are, aren't clients at the moment, potential clients, um, it's just really good that and your dedication to go to as you said to go to every valley chamber, mm. you, you do it with the you know because it's you, you want to you want to have that lasting sort of effect, yeah. um, which is which obviously then you know it, it does you know naturally just you know just from a natural point of view will increase likelihood of getting you know some new business or a big contract for whatever just out of the blue out of out of something and that's the way i like to network in a way i like to just there's not an expectation of always getting business it's an expectation of helping people having some making some new friends 
um, collaborating as well. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's it's the same approach that I do, you know, that when I talk to startups um, or startup spaces, it's the same thing. You know, you need to be there to offer a solution. You know, you're not going around there. Um, and again, everybody knows, you know. I have car sales friends, but you don't want to be the dirty car salesman of marketing yep. that goes around and, you know, you you need a new website and you need a new website and you need this and, and here and there. Yep. Um, marketing is, there's a, there's a lot of them out there that, um, that you know, try to, you know, oh, I'm better than you and, um, and um, if you don't believe me, then you can keep sitting in the corner. Um, but yeah, that's not, that's not last and that's not, that's not, um, uh, what's the word that's not sustainable and then you, yeah. you have to rule with kindness you know you have to say look you know if you have someone I'm happy to play in any kind of consolation it's the same thing if clients come through the door that may have one or the other aspects that we can provide as well fine that's cool you know we we, we everything that we do is, is, is bespoke everything that we do is custom um, without you know the big price tag that is the yeah. thing because the big price tag is you know it's Again, it's the Apple, you know, oh, let's make a fancy thing um, out of it and, and, and drive the marketing. Everything becomes more expensive. Mm. But if you look at it, and that's why, we, for example, we don't do packages per se because packages don't work for every client. You know, they, they work in a, oh, there is a, you know, in a package, there's always things that people don't need. Um, but that costs still money. So we just strip all that and, and literally just work on things that the client needs. Um, again, if the client then comes later around and says, um, can you also help me with this? Of mm -hmm. course, you know yeah. we can we can help with a lot of things, but it's not that we are trying to force people into a certain you know box or scheme or or, or on, on, a, on a on a contract that they don't need and then they're unhappy and you know they work. With, but, but that's why we get a lot of clients that are actually coming from other places where they got you know help at ransom you know to update a website or other things. It's just that's just not on. That does not work. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so obviously helping your clients in lots of different ways. I guess the top of when you sort of look at down the breakdown of your clients that you've currently got at the moment, mm. uh, what percentage of them would you say would be considered, you know, raw sort of startup phase type clients? Um, getting getting bigger. Um, the startup space is again there. You have to always fight against people saying, "Oh, startups. You know, do I invest into another engineer that can make tech, or yep. do I start telling my story?" And and we came across a few. Um, that just missed that boat, mm. you know, missed that boat, and then bigger companies come around with, you know, and and this is, is the same thing that I I say like if we people in Brisbane don't play together, people from other places overseas come here with large pockets, and then we're all you know going back to the to the line at the unemployment chain. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, the, the the number is getting bigger, but it's also because the. Um, the amount of involvement that I or the time that I spend talking to startups is is a bit more um, in a few different capacities we help them um, and um, but that's again that is uh, just at the at the very low end or at the beginning end of a, of a relationship um, most yep. most companies are you know small to medium Australian ones but reasonably established or? yeah yeah reasonably established um, probably you know five plus years um, that have a that are too big for a freelancer but um, too small for a you know a, a, a gigantic agency yep. um, um, so we have a lot of those um, but then of course I mean of being you know being German and sitting on the um, German Australian Industry and Commerce Chamber for Queensland, um, you get the you know the big German giants that come come through the door, um, and we're at the moment talking to them. Actually, being on the 
referral list for Queensland. So if a German business comes to Queensland, yeah. then uh, you know we um, basically say, look, you know, if you need any marketing, you know, there is someone that you can talk to. Um, so that, I think that is that will make life a bit bit more fun. Mm. Um, again, their benefit is that you know the director of the company is actually a German that speaks the language. They can give yeah. you a German advertising and say, look. You know, make that for the for the Queensland market or the Australian market, um, and that's the the big advantage that you know we have. That's our little niche where we where we is, uh, don't have too much of a um, too much of a you know problem telling people why you know we are the logic choice. Mm. So, <clears throat> some, I guess some random stuff. Um, what's your favorite type of car? Oh, BMW or Mercedes? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> no, God, God! Everybody knows that I support my German cars, and 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 I have to be, from a German chamber perspective, I have to be neutral. Um, but also, yes. everybody knows that I used to work for a. Um, I don't don't make any advertising for them. Um, for a little car maker that has four rings on the front, so I'm um, I'm very biased. Okay, very biased there. Yes. Righty, eh? Okay. I'm not sure if you want to give me a Maserati or something like that, then <laughs> you know I'm I'm sure eBay will be happy to. I yeah. can sell that one. No, but but yeah, that's that's where I go. But but also with with the sort of uh, do you like any aspect about certain German cars over um, over you know what are the features of the German cars that sort of stand out over your typical sort of uh, Toyota, you know Japanese car or or Holden or. Toyota, fantastic car. Holden, most of them come into Germany anyway. Um, yep. It's the quality. I think um, for me, it is the the quality of the car. And again, they are all interchangeable. You know, whether it's yeah. Mercedes, uh, BMW, Audi, Volkswagen, yeah. Porsche, they all have the quality aspect, and that's where I go. Um, but same thing, you know, Toyota, fantastic cars. You know, can't can't fault them. Um, but it is, you know, it for me. Of course, I come from come from the car industry. Probably have you know some kind of petrol in my blood as well. Um, my family is um, you know Wolfsburg is not far away, so we are a Volkswagen family. Mm. Um, so Audi was for me the logical logical step um, back in the day. Um, but yeah, again for me it's quality. If it's you know does, does not matter what it is, and I drive anything and everything. Yeah. Um, so, but it's quality aspect. Do they, uh, do they have like an Audi factory over in Germany that you can visit somewhere? Like you know they've got the BMW yeah. one, they've Two. got the, the Mercedes one, they're fairly well known in Stuttgart and yep. and probably Munich. Whereabouts do they have the Audi one? That's Ingolstadt, uh, southern Germany. So that's there's headquarters there, and Neckars Ulm. That's the second one, so you can yeah. visit both. Um, but again, if you want to see anything that is in the Volkswagen family, you go to Wolfsburg to Autostadt, yeah. um, and they have all the museums there and all the fancy museums. That's where they have these cylindrical car storage things that you see where you cars get produced and then they get stored. Yeah. And when you go and pick up your car, it's an experience where you check in your baggage, you give her your license plates. Mm. Um, and then you wobble through the museum, the time house, and in winter they have ice skating there and whatnot, wow. um, and a little Christmas market. And then um, you pick up your car, so they slide it out of that gigantic cylinder. So, you know, Google that um, in your spare time. And then the car comes down on the floor, people explain to you, and then you drive away with it. So it's yeah. all done, and, and it's a bit of an experience. So you can do that there, but again, you can do the same thing for Holden or for Opel as we call it in in, um, in in Cologne so they all have they all have that kind of same experience because again it is an investment people want to have a positive experience you know when you fork out um, a decent amount of money and what's your favorite type of uh, food or German food um 
German club Kassler. If anyone wants to have a good, I know everybody likes the pork knuckle, um, but again, being being northern German, um, there's a town of Kassel, and they make a fantastic um, pork dish. It's yeah. on the menu um, at the club. Um, so, well, how does the pork sort of done with the Kassel? Just explain to the, the listeners, I guess, how that what what, what it's, you're actually getting. It's you know, it's thin sliced. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's yeah. pork, um, pork uh, meat, and uh, if you have, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's red wine infused yeah. um, with you know with potato mash, you know, um, yeah. or veggies or whatever, and sauerkraut, um, and then you have a bit of mustard on the side to give it a bit of extra spice. Um, that's that's very nice. Um, a lot of people don't. Again, the the image of Germany is predominantly southern Germany. Yeah. Um, the Americans, which is, which yeah, Munich and Munich and, and, and Stuttgart, um, yep. because that was the American sector in the occupation after yep. the war. So they broadcasted all the German culture, the mountains, the the people in Lederhosen um, out into the world. Um, we were in the English um, sector. Um, so for us, that was, and the English were not really, you know, broadcasting that lifestyle out. We also don't have any gigantic mountains. Yeah. Um, we have more the the horse riding. So Hanover, my hometown, is where the Hanoverian racehorses come from. Um, and we have the northern sea line. So for us, it's you know Hamburg, you know, with a lot of um, fish and and, and, and sea related things. Um, but yeah, that's 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 probably one of my favorites. I make a mean potato salad, which is yeah. um, amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, did a, I had breakfast this we had a breakfast uh, networking breakfast this morning and um, one of the characters that sort of comes to the breakfast he uh, he's um, German I'm not sure if you met him have you met um, Frank Mueller before what does he do he's um, he's done a couple of different things but he's now currently he's doing business brokings now so he's selling okay. businesses for for Finn Fintech uh, Finns okay. Finn business brokers um, okay. but he's used to be shipping industry um, working for Atlog. Mm. Um, but he was born in Hamburg, I think. And, yeah. Um, he wants to. He, he said, "Tim, I want to come on the podcast." as what we said this morning. Seems to be seems to be the German uh, connection that's coming yeah, through now. But, but um, um, and he, yeah, so that he was is an interesting guy. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I know you've been here, but um, he, he surprised you may not have ran into him. You know, around Brisbane, you know how small this bloody place is. I know. Yes, but it's so, about fifteen thousand of us, so um, I'm yet to know every. I think I know a fair, fairly decent amount of. Of, of the people but again I meet yeah, yeah. I meet um, you know new Germans here yeah. all the time so yeah. Um, mm, yes yeah um, so I guess and your, what's your favourite type of beer uh, is it, is it, do you like a Dunkel do you like a Hefeweizen yeah. what, do you, what do you like again Hefeweizen and, and, and these kind of things are southern German so mm. I'm actually Becks from a Becks region Yep. So the very crisp pilsner, that's that's us. Yep. Um, so and, and and you can get and you can get them here because they get produced now. I think in license down down in Australia. Yeah, I think um, they, unfortunately in Australia, I think they just brew them here. Yeah, but they still have to obey the the recipe. I mean, German beer recipes have been around since mm. they invented the stuff, um, which is quite interesting. And I went to the place in, in Bavaria where they actually came up with the first beer, the monks, again, for people. Mm. Um, but it's horrible. It's like 17% and you can put a spoon in and it stands. But so it's it's but it's the tradition that is. But no, I like I like um, a good Hefe, Hefeweizen. Um um, but there's also a couple of, you know, I, mean, I think we have last count was about probably 10,000 different kinds of beer in Germany. Yeah. And that's not talking, you know, about all the boutique brewing people that that do little um, little things um, on the side. So, um, yeah, it is quite, it is quite, but 
those are the two ones that you find. But I, you know, I like I like a good Australian boutique yeah, beer. Yeah, we come across some good stuff from time to time here in mm. Australia. I mean, I know I know my wife certainly. She loves a dunkel. Yep. She loves a dunkels, and um, that's her favourite type of um, beverage. Uh, German beer. Mm. Um, so if we ever go to any of the places here in town, the Bavarians, the mm. the German club, you know, she'll try to make sure she gets a, a dunkel. Yep. Um, also, I guess you, you know that you know the guy who runs um, Oktoberfest. He's been obviously um, Boris, Boris, yeah. Boris and Kim. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know them. He's been, you know, he's been around um, that Oktoberfest. I mean, we again not directly involved with the Oktoberfest, but you know, keen supporter. I mean, we always take um, either people from the agency um, uh, to the. Um, Bavarian Corner. Um, we're always there for the official opening with Lord Mayor, um, and we support Claudia from the consulate there with you know having a few people and making sure that you know they all find their ways. Um, we, oh, I usually have a car on display from a small German car maker or yep. large one um, that varies by time. Um, but again, if anyone has an idea for next or this year's car that we want to display in the Auto Fest. Um, you know, you so know where to find me. So you're talking about the auto fest that's the, on the last Sunday. Yeah. Two, yeah. 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 Usually so we I have. I don't mind that. That's I've been I've seen that a couple of times. I had a friend who took a one of his BMWs there mm. once, and an old classic, classic sort of BMW it was. From mm. Yeah, it was. They, they have a couple of classics there. I usually go on the other way. I usually probably go with the with the latest model of something, so that it gives a bit of a that German is not only just tradition, but it's also a matter of. Um, it's also a matter of that, you know, a lot of modern cars come out. I mean, I've um, posted something on LinkedIn the other day. Um, that's the new e-tron um, from Audi, a full electric car where, you know, where they say electric is going Audi. So it's not even, oh, we're jumping, you know, on the bandwagon. I mean, again, those companies are a bit larger. So for them, it's not very easy just to go, oh, cool. Let's not worry about petrol anymore. Let's go electric. So, but they are coming. They are coming big and yeah. hard and fast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, what other sort of surrounding countries in Europe? Do you sort of any particular preferences to other countries like Switzerland or or Belgium um, that you like to sort of visit when you've been in Europe before? Anything that sort of sticks out for you? Yeah, I mean, again, last visit was um, you know, it's, it's I like always France, you know, southern oh, France. France. So yeah. I'm really done. France, so I'd like to do that next time. I think France is, is very nice. That whole, I mean, I've done Spanish islands, um, Spain, Portugal, these kind of things. This, the southern tips um, of Portugal is um, is very is very nice um, and picturesque. Um, but also, um, my personal favorite, Croatia. Croatia. Not, so not for boat week, you know. That's that's the the westernized touristy thing. But if you just go camping, it is spectacular. It okay. is spectacular. The people are ridiculously friendly. The food is amazing, mm. um, and it's just, it's just, you know, fantastic. It's just really, really nice there. Mm. Yeah. So, how do you find the challenge of doing business in in this part in Australia compared to your, your time in in Germany? What are, what do you feel that like the biggest challenges for a small business uh, that you've, you've mm. experienced? I guess, Ron. Oh, look, yeah, I I was talking to a couple of people from other businesses the other day and it's, I think it's the it's the um, how much how do I want to call this it's the um, lack of business responsibility to you know to solve our 
cash flow problem that everybody has. You know, everybody wants everything yesterday, but when it comes to you know the money, you know, exchanging hands, and I see it with a couple of businesses. Um, we're lucky that you know we don't have that problem, you know, per se, because we either have a couple of larger companies that don't have that you know kind of problem or we put them on on contracts where you know it kind of starts you know um taking you know, automation to it um but i think that's that's the i think that's the biggest thing i think a lot of people don't take business seriously um uh, you know here it's you know everybody is kind of a um you know self-employed you know one-man show um and and there's a very there's there's various shades of you know businesses that you know do it better and or worse um but i think that that you know taking business seriously is i think is something that needs to start focus you know people need to let's say like, let's build something here in queensland because otherwise again people from all over the world co will come with their great ideas and um, I went to a, a, a lunch. I don't know who was speaking from the VCC, um, but it was like um, we want to be inventors and not renters. That kind of stuck in my mind, um, and this is very, very true. I've, I've been thinking about who said that, but it was. It is. It has something. Let's let's you know put our thinking caps on and come up with things rather than just importing ideas and then you know paying someone else to do it. I think, um, especially Queensland, and I'm. You know, involved with the with the startup space, and I think um, I think there's enough talent here to to come up with fantastic ideas and 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 be local and um, and and be I think close enough to the polls that you know what 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 what's happening in Queensland and what's needed. Um, I think that's where we need to all focus our our energy a bit more um, because I think that will help everybody in the long run. Mm. That's some some interesting perspectives there. Um, you know, business is always you do come across, and we see it all the time. Um, businesses that certainly don't really pay as much attention to their cash flow, even though you try to drum that into them as their accountant mm. or their advisor. Um, when you've got the number of clients that we have, you certainly see a variety in in the approach. Some are right over their cash flow. They Transfer mm. the money religiously into another account to not spend it. You know, it's there for <laughs> Mr. Taxman when he decides to put his hand up, or it's there for the superannuation for the employees and yep. and all of that sort of stuff, and just gets put saved. You know, not mm. touched um, and managed well, and you know, obviously draw out of that at the right time. You know, obviously not too early to yep. spend on something you're not going to be able to get the money back from. So. Mm. Um, it's you, you see that sort of thing quite 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 often, I guess, uh, as an as a, an accountant here. I guess um, who do you sort of look up to as far as mentors and stuff like that in your career? Is there anyone sort of back in Germany that you sort of look up to and and uh, learnt a lot from? And even today here in Brisbane, uh, is there anybody that's sort of local to Brisbane that you sort of uh, look up to as a mentor or use as a you know that type of thing? Um, back home, uh, there's probably a couple of family, family uh, members that I balance ideas off. Um, here, it's here. It's more a network of of like-minded yes, people yeah. in in the same kind of um, in the same kind of um, boat, so to speak. Um, not a mentor per se, because you know, again. 
I find these I find these things always interesting when people go to you know these motivational speakers and you know they tell you this you know you need to do this and this and this. The problem with all these kind of things is, and um, there was a big one from overseas in the country uh, towards the end of last year. Um, you know, and he's you know big on the the socials and tries to motivate people. And I, I agree with most things, but I don't agree with everything because again, every journey is unique. I mean, if you you know look at um, you know the three years of my journey in in Brockhart Studio. Um, it is a quite interesting one. Um, and But again, it also has, it, what I try to do is we try to learn everything. If everything goes right all the time, no one learns anything. You know, you might be lucky or you might have a good product or you might have only people that don't understand what you have or um, you were just, again, plain lucky. Um, if things are not going according to plan, that's where business resilience comes in. So, you know, a lot of people cruising along and then they have the first bump in their road and all the wheels fall off and, you know, everybody screams for help. Um, where I think if you have and if you look and if you if you communicate effectively with your friends in the network and actually say, look, you know, if you and and offer help, you know, say, look, if you need help, just you know, ring. A lot of people don't do it um, because it, you know, it's an admission of, of you know, ah, oh, failure. I see it as an opportunity of learning. So I'm happy to sit outside, and, and and people say, look, you know, you sit outside the box, and I said, I'm happy outside the box because I try to see how everybody struggles climbing out of their box into the next one where I have don't have a box. I I can play wherever I want to. I can I can I can put my mind to whatever I I want to achieve and. Um, Give it a crack. It doesn't work. We learn something for it. If it does, we also learn something because we ask the questions. You know, I'm not afraid of failure no. where everybody goes like, oh, you know, don't don't say that to anyone. Um, it's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's a bad thing if you if you stay in that mindset that um, you know, if something does not go according to plan all the time, then you are failing. No, you're not. Then you you make valuable life learnings. As long as no one get hurt, um, you know. Or I mean, everything else is everything else is, is fixable. We're not brain surgeons, um, you know. So it's it's very important to learn and always ask questions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, Brisbane itself. I mean, you like this part of the world. What are the things that you like most about living in Brisbane? I mean, the features. Is is it the weather that you like? Or the, the general nature of the people, the economy, or a mixture of everything? <laughs> to say to my friends that you know Brisbane tourism I like the weather and I like the people and um, look you know if you go I mean this weather is Spain for us in, in Germany you know you have beautiful weather I mean even on in, on a on a day like you know with clouds today um, it's still nicer it's still nicer than most days you know in some parts of Europe um, you know and, and it is a bit of a gold digger um, you know, uh, atmosphere. You know, there is still opportunity. There is the wild west. You know, stuff is not explored yet. Um, people don't have um, you know all the answers to all the the questions yet. So it's a bit of a a gold rush, not gold digger, gold rush um, 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 atmosphere. That is, it, and it's and again, it gives opportunity. You know, it gives opportunity. It gives growth. It gives um, you know um, people an opportunity to you know work with. You know other organizations, and I think that's what I like. That's what I like the most. Germany is very, you know, very strict. Things are already, you know, set in their ways, and they've been working for you know many, many, many years. Here, you can still push the envelope, and um, it's also a bit more relaxed than in Germany. Germany is very, you know, if you're if you're five minutes early, then you're ten minutes late. That kind of situation at, at times. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still um, it's a lot different day. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, but but again, that's why that's why yeah, you know Germany exactly. <laughs> It, it it kind of works for us, you know. It, so if the whole country is like that, 
That's why you have, um, you know, now people arguing in Germany, how do we spend the 50 billion euro surplus that the government made? Mm. First world problems to have for a country that is, I think, how many times do we fit in Queensland? 27 times or something like that with about 100 million people. So, yeah. So we, well, I think it is, it is quite interesting how, it's interesting time to live in regardless in in all types of uh, you know you see the black hole for the first time and all the advances so um so i think it's 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 very cool but no i mean the whole the whole package the whole lifestyle is fantastic here um you know having a great team um at the studio is fantastic and they're all you know all funky individuals that are hand-picked yeah uh, how big's your team there? About, about half a dozen or so. Or no, we're eight now. Eight. Um, we're eight, um, and we're on the at the moment um, hiring again. Well, that's a decent team, I think. I mean, that's uh, a decent little marketing team. Yeah. Know, or different, obviously, different things. You might have some graphic designers, or you might have Correct. some yes, web developers, um, some um, web people, some social media, some digital. Yep. A um, lot of different skills and some overlapping skills, no doubt. Correct, uh, correct. And some ma- good, you know, males and females as well. Yes. Now so we, we 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 um, we or I handpicked. Um, again, it's a team decision, so yep. people people get to sit there. I don't do interviews in in a closed door um, because people need to see that we are a, a unit. So yep. we're all pulling the you know the ship into the same direction for intensive purposes um so i can't put anyone in that does not have the same kind of mindset um you don't want to have someone you know kind of breaking the mold um and that's why we have um, we have a good mixture of um senior and junior um so and 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 again teamwork is the is the biggest aspect that i you know if someone comes to the door has a problem the team works on it um, to whatever, and you're right. We have everything from um, strategists, um, the design cap- capacity, um, the digital capacity, of websites, and all these kind of things. And uh, and lately, it seems to be e-commerce coming more and more through our doors. Um, so it's a lot of people with um, with shops and, and and needs for that. Um, but also, we're getting you know busier in in the video space. You know, videos, drones, um, high re- resolution stuff for for corporates. That seems to be the um, the the hype of the day, uh, which I've been telling people for five years now. Yeah, video mm. is definitely one of those things. It's it's you know as told about yeah you know, five years ago as well that mm. it's um, most searchable thing. Yeah. Um, going on, so um, that's definitely still you know still sort of projecting that way. Yeah. As being you know in two thousand and nineteen. Um, you know, searching with video is, and uh, you know, YouTube is obviously very important still. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, it, it, it is very easy. You know, if you, I don't, I don't have, I don't do Facebook personally. Yep. So I don't do Facebook. Yeah. Um, because if it just, I did it in Germany, it sucked up a lot of my time. Um, because it's so, it's so pretty. You know, you can look at the. You so know, do you, you spend more time on Instagram or yep. LinkedIn? No, I'm, 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 I would say fifty-fifty Instagram, LinkedIn. Okay. Um, yes. Um. So I do, but I separate it. So yep. Instagram is more the, you know, the colorful things that I want people to see and, you know, try this and, and do that and a bit of, you know, I'm what not, I've experienced. I'm German, I'm not, you're known as German Ron on, on Facebook. I so, am. Sorry, that's on Instagram. And Instagram, that's right. Yeah. Um, so um, that, that that's that. And then the LinkedIn is I try to share something from, from my larger network. Yeah. Um, but again, it was literally two, three years. Oh, when I started Brockhart, um, that was when I really put some effort 
effort in and grew the network, but I have the iron rule. If I don't know you, you can't be in my network. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone just wants me to, ooh, cool, no, let's have, you know, um, Ron in my, yeah, no, sorry. Um, again, and I have to, I have to also see because networks grow like that. You know, I, I, I put stuff into the network, not that I expect something out, but I want to work with the network and say, hey, Tim, you know, mm. talk to this person because they have a need. Again, I don't get anything for that. Another um, another iron rule of mine, never ask anything in return. I give freely. Um, yep. So I've, I've taken another um, client of ours uh, um, to car makers recently so that they can make deals. Um, yep. I don't want to, but I get upset when when I get asked, you know, oh, you know, or when I ask the question, you know, I, I need help or I need something from you. And then you say, oh, just fresh out of, you know, accountancy advice in your case, um, can't help you, busy, you know, that's when I usually then go, mm, not really my type of network yeah. team player because yeah. that is just not, um, and that's where we, I think we all need to be a bit bit better. Yeah. Not the two so of us, going of back to yeah, Going back to networking on that mm. segue, um, the Valley Chamber of Commerce, um, Certainly, would you would you consider that it's for you that's been something that you, you put a lot of effort into? Um, you obviously enjoy it, mm. and you've you've probably met some interesting people in the group, and obviously everyone knows who you are. Yep, that's in the group. Um, so you you certainly achieved some stuff there. What what do you think the things about that chamber that really make it stand out from lots of other ways of you know networking? I guess mm. that you might consider as alternatives. Look, I've been very honest. I mean, it's again. I have the other side, the German, yep. the German networking in that. Well, you don't have to necessarily compare it to to that, but no. But I, I started. I started looking around when I first when I first looked at the VCC. But for me, it was always a matter of, you know. Um, the, the people make the difference, you know. If you go there and, and everybody just kind of runs around and just tries to flog you stuff, that's where I go, oh, that's not really my kind of crowd. Um, it doesn't feel like that, does it? No, and that's and that's the good thing. That's the good thing. You can, you, I've, and, the, and I'm definitely an advocate of that. It's like everybody can approach everybody. Yeah. There's no one, there's no one, you know, I mean, special there that they say, oh, you know, I, you know, sorry, I'm too good for you or, look, and I'm, I'm not taking that. I mean, I've asked, you know, pop stars you know, for their ID cards and for $20 for beer so I don't, I don't really care about anyone else because at the end of the day we're all cooking with water as we say in Germany um, but it is everybody's approachable everybody you can easily reach out at any time um, and ask a simple question or ask for help and I think that is something that is, is very valuable which I have not found anywhere else and I've been to a few chambers of commerce worldwide um, this is it, this is quite unique. Sometimes it kind of, you know, goes a bit overboard, and then you know I have to rein it in. It gets too, too um, networky and too clicky and too fun. Um, at the end of the day, we want to all do business with members first, um, and that's what it is. It's a business chamber, but I think we have come a long way from that. And I think that the chamber now is. Um, and you, I mean, there's always hundreds of people. Um, For a year. And um, and I think that is, is is a sign of and you see the the same people, but also the good thing is you see a lot of new faces and especially as you said right probably most people know me um, or have heard of me um, and um, I think that is a, a thing that I still get to go there and I find new people yeah. that 
talk to me. I mean, when you've got a size, you've got an event size of 100 to 150 people, sometimes even nearly 200 mm. people mm. going to a meet and mingle. And you're all, as you said, you're always going to see some new faces, uh, either new members or, or new people that may be a member. Um, there's always enough of that. Yeah. Uh, but the other, th- the other thing is, you know, one in every three people that you look at, you just know them reasonably well. After being there two years, even, yeah, you know them very well. Yeah, and you say, well, yes, I know Murray. Murray knows me. I know Gavin. Who knows? Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's it's like a, a big you know circle of people. Yeah. That they usually go to everything. They don't. There's not usually too much of an absence for those pe- people that keep turning up. They're always there. Um, you know, they'll they'll be there seven or eight times a year minimum. Um, yeah, hundred percent every month. So yeah. it's it's really good to and once people see that sort of you know that people are doing that, it's saying, well, this is you know we're having fun here. We're getting mm. to know a bit more about people. We we sort of we you know we're friends as well as yeah you know. So it's um it's it's really good. I've sort of certainly got a bit out of that you know the Valley Chamber the last couple of years more so yeah. just knowing people I didn't know. Um, shrinking the size of Brisbane that's what it does it really does shrink the size of Brisbane Brisbane's pretty, pretty small to begin with but it just seems to be getting smaller and smaller mm. uh, by the day and you know probably what I'm talking about there yep. um, yeah so I guess um, where do you see sort of Brocrat's studio going in the future as you said you've only been sort of been with this nice clicky team there's eight of you now th- three years or less yep um What's what's the ultimate goal with Brocat? Oh, a lot of people seem to ask me that these days. Um, really? Yeah, it's um, don't know why, but um, where do we want to go? Um, I I think we just keep growing. I think that is the, yeah. the thing. Not in terms of saying that you know we do something better or different, but I think that it's just the nature of the beast. Um, yes, there is um, uh, a fair amount of interest. Um, coming coming to us um i mean you, know, you have been on the receiving end of a very nice prize lately that came out of our office as well that will challenge you on a sport level um and i think that is the kind of stuff we want to try to invent a few few new things yeah um so we're putting a few new stuff on for clients that no one else does in town um so that seems to yeah, get so a bit the, i think what you're referring to there Ron, is the <laughs> little tiny pong table which okay, uh, i put put 110 dollars on at, at an auction at um, I think it was the Chaplain Watch Ball. Mm. Uh, we did have I just moved it out of the office here. It was was here. Otherwise, I would have uh, played you. Uh, we probably still can if you want to <laughs> find it somewhere. Um, but yeah, very uh, just a little tiny pong. It's it's very it's it's like an ironing board table, isn't it, Ron? You got yeah. You've got an ironing board table. Uh, the bats, I think, are pretty much full size. Bats are standard. Um, balls are standard. Um, um, just a, you play on a on, on a on an ironing board, basically, and yeah. it's and it's actually quite. It's becomes you get get used to it after a while. Yeah, no, it's 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 about a yeah. Oh, it's meter by sixty. Um, is that all it is? It is. It is all. It's literally desk size. Meter, yeah. yeah. So it is um, the width of a of a of a good desk these days. Um, no, again. It got born out of um, out of an idea or a question where people said, "Look, you know, I need corporate gifts, and I, but I don't want something that is just you know a wine bottle or you know a pen or you know or God knows what else people give these days, a plant um, or good gifts in itself, you know, if for the right recipient. But we got a lot of people came through the door that wanted something that is custom. So um, 
on one fine Saturday afternoon, I kind of like went around and had a bit of a, um, a do-it-yourself moment. And I thought, you know, how can we do this that we can print on, on top of a board um, and then basically get that to clients? So again, Tiny Pong, if you want to check it out, go to the website or Google it um, or go to Instagram and uh, you can do whatever you want on top. So then there's a few funky, there's a few funky people that have adopted it, you know, yet um, we gave a couple away as, as, as a presence because, for example, the boys from Orange Sky, they are big ping pong enthusiasts um, and we connected them with a few car makers um, for, you know, for their efforts um, of, of providing services to the homeless. Um, and of course, at their third birthday, we gave them a tiny pong with an Orange Sky design. So that's the thing that we want to do. You know, it's not a, a serious sport mm. you know utility um but it's it's a fun for the office it fits yeah. you know in every kind of office either it's quite good i mean that whole kit like hmm. you know i'm not sure what it retails that but it's probably around about you can get for a hundred dollars or less maybe. no no it's a bit more than that oh, you got a it? you got a very very Did nice bargain you, you got a snapper <laughs> um i think you paid i think that the um the the start kits are about about 299 okay we start um and then custom ones are 50 dollars more or something like that so they're not they're not huge investments yeah um we have one down in the valley at um, at Volkswagen if you want to go check one out um, and again it's for, for an engagement tool for yeah. staff and if you yeah. go take it to a trade show they're, they're amazing so and mm-hmm. again you can do whatever you want on top of it um, and that's that's the kind that's that's unique you know if you give one away to a client that is unique and how long ago did you come up or did you first sort of October, October last year it was only last, it was only that long ago mm. it wasn't that long ago then. yeah so mm. it's not very long <laughs> no. um and we'll finish up, I guess, with talking about uh, Oktoberfest. Mm. So, what what do you think? Uh, what is your f- when someone sort of talks about the homeland Oktoberfest? What what do you, what does that sort of resonate to you? Is that something you brings back sort of it's good memories, happy sort of times, that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, again, every every German town has a an Oktoberfest or a fest of that size and and, and nature. Um, again, Stuttgart has the Wiesen. We have the the spring the spring fest. Um, so again, there is it's always the same. There, look, you know, it's uh, you know, if you look at the Oktoberfest, it's about you know six million people in three weeks and probably eight million liters of beer. So it is um, yeah. a quite hefty um, quite hefty event. But it's 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 always fun. Um, I think before. Uh, I came here, I think I went three, four, five years in a row um, to the Oktoberfest in Munich. Um, so you're always. pretty big into it then. Yeah, you? yeah, because it's, you take you take friends from overseas and they all want to see it. But as, as everything is when you go overseas and all, if you come here, it's better with someone that is local or speaks the language. Um, you have such much such better you know experience um, from yeah. a, from a, from from going there than if you just go there and don't know anything and you, you avoid all these tourist traps um, which cost you a lot of money and don't give you the experience. So uh, Oktoberfest is always. I mean here. Um, yeah, let's, yeah. So talk about Brisbane. Do they? And, and you look at the different Oktoberfest mm, events that they've got mm, on here, and you can talk about what what Boris does mm, uh, with Oktoberfest at the RNA Showgrounds. Um, how, how do you think that sort of happens, or how he gets a very big following? Uh, and then obviously what the German club do, and any any others that you've come across. Yeah. Again, the uh, the idea with everybody that does something for the German community is to be authentic. Because yep. Germans pull you up 
quite quickly and say, oh, look, you know, this is not how we do it. Um, and, and, and you can't, you can't, this is not what you do. So I think Boris and Kim do it well, well with the Oktoberfest. I mean, I've been, I've been going there, you know, before the ownership, owner change or the, the you know, new structure of owners. And I've been a supporter ever since, um, since I basically came. And um, I think, yeah, from the first Oktoberfest that was ever, ever made. So I went every year, um, usually with a table or two. So for me, it is more about supporting the German community, which is my biggest, I do not like when Germans don't support other Germans, when they struggle, when there's a question, when there's help needed. Very, very, uh, oh, very yeah. good. Very, I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. that. And, and you know me that I'm, I'm, I'm almost very honest with my opinion. So that is a thing, but it, it goes both ways. You know, then you also have to put into the community and, and support that. So again, German club, they do a fantastic job. Their Oktoberfest is always more in sync with the Munich one because they don't have the band coming over from Munich that, you know, is playing there and then has to play here. Um, but it, there's, there's a few other, you know, German entities, you know, where, you know, people have to look, are they really German or are they just trying to jump on the bandwagon? Um, and then, you know, not to do it 100%. But again, these things will, as long as they have, you know, you know, promoting the German, the goodness of German culture, mm. uh, not only the, you know, fast driving cars and drinking beer, then I'm happy with that. Mm. I mean, I've been to the last two um, Oktoberfest events I've had at mm. the German club. Mm. Um, I unfortunately got kicked out of the last one because I got a bit drunk, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> good, good night then, huh? Oh, must have been. <laughs> Must have been, yeah. Anyway, it was it was one of those you just drink a lot and that <laughs> you just get it, kicked out. That's, it, that's what it happens. It adds quickly, yeah. That's that's true. So, mm. the, what are, what do you think they do? The one at the German club fairly late in October, not mm. sort of close to the start or of October. It 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 is always it is always hard because you know you, people don't want to people don't want to step on each other's toes. And that's you know? sort of be, if there was at the same time they'd be stepping. Yeah, on, then you then on you, Boris's toes. And well, it's not so much on Boris's toes. I mean, again, he's 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 one wheel in yeah. our larger German machinery so yeah. again he has to he has to you know buy abide by the same rules that we all have to abide there is no, no one gets an extra sausage yeah. um, spec. but again I think it's it's um, pun intended um, but it is a matter of working together so if one can say look you know we have a res- you know we need to have this Oktoberfest here because of band and, and other events that's fine if other people can work around it yeah. that's also fine but you always find that people are doing something around that September October mark a lot of yeah. people don't understand that it actually starts in September uh, yes. um, due to the calendar you know, shifting. But look, again, as long as we all work together, again, it's just last makes it October first long, uh, last longer. You know, you go that, to the... That's the big plus about it, isn't it? It is. It is the big you, plus. You say, look, I'm looking forward to that weekend. I've got that weekend booked. Yeah, yeah. And and I tend to go more and more. So I think last year I went four days out of the six um, so um, but again that's that was just at the RNA one yeah that's what's well, the RNA one yeah. um, and um, you know and, and helping you know helping the, the, the German the German club there I'm you know usually going to their events as well um, so then again you have more Oktoberfest than, um, than you actually can handle sometimes and they, they certainly do it in other cities apart from Brisbane in yep. Australia have you been to any of the other city ones no I've not uh, I've I have literally not um, because usually Oktoberfest this is also for me when 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 people mm. come and guests come, yeah. Um, be, and yeah. So that's that's the thing, and then I'm I have to be here and yeah. and, and go because there's yeah. usually there's usually you know dignitaries coming up, so where I'm yeah. going, mm, yeah. okay, you have to be there. Um, but it is a matter of you know 
look, if it's if it's a fantastic event, go to it, support it, you know, have a look, go have a beer, have a look around, um, and 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 see the culture. There's always something for the whole family, which is which is you know the, similar to the one in Munich. It's always not a, just a oh men drink beer yeah. type event, or yeah, it is perfect. it is a family event. Yeah, I think that we're going to probably finish it on on that on that sort of note, uh, Ron. It's been really fascinating. Uh, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's been a great hour having a chat with you, having a beer uh, on a Friday afternoon. Mm. So it's been it's been really fun to have you on, Ron. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Tim. No, we'll definitely see you around the traps. Have a great Easter, um, and we'll catch up with you soon. Anyway, cool. thank you. Thank you. Thank you.